Welcome to The Breadwinners, the podcast about the never-ending hustle and its impact on all aspects of our lives. From our financial life, to our relationships, to our kids, to our health, we're interested in what it takes to keep everything going. This podcast is about women, working, money, and family. And in every episode, we consider the research and share our takes on what we're learning every day about breadwinning. I'm Jennifer Owens, and I write about working, wellness, and women, and founded the Working Mother Research Institute. And most days, I'm joined by my co-host, Raquel Ellison. But on this episode of The Breadwinners, I'm joined by Emma Zhang, Assistant Professor of Sociology at Yale University, and Thomas Littleton, a PhD candidate in sociology at Yale, to talk about their study on current work-from-home trends, as in how we're juggling the homeschooling, the caregiving, the breadwinning all at once and all the time during the pandemic. So welcome, Emma and Thomas. Thank you, Jennifer, for having us. Thank you so much for having us, Jennifer. So. At the Breadwinners, we love to start our conversations with a stat or a trend, and so it very much helps to have those who are producing those stats and trends to join us. So I thought we would look at um, some of the, the new numbers that you've called. You looked at data from the American Time Use Survey, which for our listeners, it's an ongoing survey that's, in fact, I probably don't know enough about it, but it's ongoing and it gives you data that you can always go back to and look at. And you compare that to numbers from the April and May COVID impact survey. So can we talk a little bit about what you found? Yeah, sure. Maybe I'll start and then Tom yeah. could uh, yeah, say more after I have the introduction. So Basically, we have two parts in our paper. The first part is before the pandemic. The second part is during the pandemic. So before the pandemic, on average, women spend more time on both childcare and housework. So this is not surprising. However, if we look at the gender gap in time spent on housework and childcare, the pattern could be quite different among telecommuting parents and non-telecommuting parents. So among telecommuting parents, the gender gap in housework, in terms of time spent in housework, is 52 minutes, meaning that women on average spend 52 more minutes every day than men. If you look at the gender gap among telecommuting parents and the gender gap among non-telecommuting parents, the difference in the gender gap is 17 minutes larger among telecommuting parents. Um, because so, we're home, right? Yeah, because, because we're, we're home. home. We're right. home and we and you can't not pick up, you know, for me it's sweeping. I'm always sweeping. We have cats. There's just stuff everywhere. So yes, my 17 minutes is dusting and sweeping. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So people may say that, well, this gender gap, the 17 minutes, is just the raw difference. So maybe like the parents who telecommute and who do not telecommute could be very different. Probably they have different jobs, probably they make different right. salary. So in order to account for that, we uh, we did uh, this statistical analysis basically is equivalent for saying that what if we give all these two groups the same salary, the same occupation, we make them work the same number of hours, we make their children uh, the same age. So we did right. all this kind of thing. Even if we make all these aspects equal between these two groups, the gender gap is still nine minutes larger among telecommuting parents. Huh. All right. Right. And that's pre-COVID or is that, what's the time period for that? 
is from before the pandemic.、Okay. So for the housework, the gender gap definitely worsened when people working from home, and we are very interested in looking at whether our findings from before the pandemic could predict what is going on during the pandemic. So we're currently waiting for a little bit more additional data on this、mm-hmm. to have update. And、uh, so this is housework, and we also have pretty interesting finding in terms of childcare. So we find the gender gap in time spent on childcare between telecommuting parents and non-telecommuting parents is 15 minutes smaller.、Mm-hmm. So basically, to be very clear, so in all these samples, women still spend more time taking care of children. It's just when we are comparing telecommuting parents. Versus non-telecommuting、right. parents, we find actually the gender gap is a little bit smaller among the telecommuting parents. So that, that suggests that、um, fathers, when they work from home, they contribute a little bit more to childcare compared、yeah. to those fathers who only work in the workplace. That's great. And then back to the housekeeping, that the dads that are telecommuting. Are not doing the sweeping. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. So basically, we see very little additional sweeping that dads are doing <laughs> when they're working from home. Because <laughs>、well, generally, we see for childcare, right? Both moms and dads who are working from home do a bit more, but dads just do a little bit extra. Whereas for housework, dads do don't increase their the amount of housework they do at all. It's all moms. <laughs> Am I going to get annoyed now? <laughs> and so I think what's so fascinating is that, well, sadly, the pandemic has been going on long enough that you can actually see early pandemic numbers. That is not right. But that aside, how intriguing! Because I think, isn't it that fifty-five percent of parents who are working are telecommuting? Right, that fifty-five percent. It's not everyone, but it's a lot of people are home now. We have this weird group, this cohort now that we can see how their behaviors change. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's fifty-five percent of currently employed parents. We find、yeah. so we're looking at, at April and May, and we find that fifty-five percent are now telecommuting, which is obviously a huge increase. I think we find that about. Fifteen one five percent of parents telecommuted before the pandemic, and that's you know not full time. And now most parents are not only telecommuting but they're telecommuting five days a week. So working from home is is sort of suddenly this hugely important phenomenon. Right. So I think it was eight years ago. I did a program to launch National Flex Day to promote the power of flexible work, and it was constantly battle of saying that this is a way to retain employees. This is a way to、mm-hmm. increase productivity, give a sense of autonomy to your schedule. You know, this is really such a cheap benefit to give people, but it was always one off. It was always in the context of that one employee who who needed it, or maybe a small percentage of it, and to see this majority now home, yeah. So also, it happened so fast that I don't think anybody had. Did anyone have a conversation? We, you know, you're not in everyone's home to say, and this is how housework will change. This is how child caregiving will change. We're just seeing what happened. Well, exactly. I mean, I think this is the thing, right? That. So telecommuting in the pandemic is both, you know, far more prevalent, but also just such a different context from from what we were seeing before. So as you were saying, right before the pandemic, there were real advantages to working from home. It gives you flexibility over your hours. 
uh, it means you don't have to commute, things like that. And there are also some downsides, right? In the office, there are fewer distractions. You also get to interact with co-workers, which is you know, good for creativity. It's, you know, people also just like interacting in person much more than over the phone. But, you know, all of that is in a context in which your kids are in school. You know, <laughs> yes. you're not having to also do an extra sort of six to eight hours of, of childcare and housework a day. Uh, which is what parents are now having to do. And it all happened so quickly, right, that I don't think anyone thought very hard about what the shift to working from home was going to be. Uh, both you know, employers and, and couples were just hit with this and had to make the best of it. So, Emma, do you guys also have some numbers on, which actually I thought these numbers were low, but how much time men and women are working and caregiving with kids at the same time? Yeah, we do have that. So we actually have the child care number, which is the 15 minutes I just mentioned, but we also yeah. have another measure called work time with children, meaning that what is the amount of time? <laughs> I love that we now have this, right? This is our new stat. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's probably more informative than child care in a way, because when people are working, even if your kids are behind you, you probably won't consider it as childcare. You still consider it right. as working, but actually you're distracted. Yeah. So for like the work time spent with children, we find like fathers on average spend 18 minutes when they work from home with a child present. And the comparable number for mothers are 31 minutes. So the gender gap here is 13 minutes. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. I immediately think we must be underreporting ourselves. Because <laughs> you know? it's also how you define that, right? Because there's the stress of when my son was very little, I would have to go pick him up super early from his preschool every Friday when I worked from home. He was a great napper and he's 13 now, so not an issue anymore. But he always knew to wake up on the conference call days. That <laughs> He was a great sleeper until I needed him to sleep. So there is just this ever-present anxiety of having the kid home all the time. So mm -hmm. Yeah. And and just to, to be clear, those numbers were from before the pandemic. So we would expect it to that gap to be much bigger now. Oh now that, right. that kids are home. Yes. That's something we need to add to the impact survey questions, right? That yeah. like right. Uh, that, no, um, what that did data. You yeah, yes. one, one thing I want to mention is although we're still waiting for some numbers for the states, but there have been some preliminary evidence from Europe, for example. And in those working papers conducted in the European context, well, they, they have multiple countries. They have France, they have the UK, they have Germany, and almost all papers find the gender gap in housework got much, much larger during the COVID compared to before COVID. But oh, they didn't look goodness. at a childcare. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and it's amazing because when I was first looking at the numbers, I thought, well, you know, everyone's home. Why isn't everyone pitching in? But there is this, I don't know, I, I, like it's the cruise director in all of us, us mom types that we're, we just got to keep the place moving and cleaning. And yeah, I don't know. I fall into this. All those extra minutes, that's me. And even as I'm, you know, working and the like, I am very lucky to have a beautiful bouquet of flowers on the dining room table right now that are slowly shedding every single petal 
<laughs> I have not had time to sweep it up, but my husband's working right by those flowers too. And <laughs> I don't know. I mean, do we have to go on strike on the housekeeping business? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the, I think that's a very interesting phenomenon because one possible explanation of the like the increase uh, during the pandemic uh, in terms of time spent in housework is maybe the total amount of housework has increased considering that yes. uh, people spend more time at home, like some people People, they create more housework at home and also like with the school closure and they have to spend more time getting grocery outside so just doing housework it's just like taking more time during the pandemic so that kind yes. of increases the total amount of housework and who is doing this actual amount of housework yep. uh, mostly women from existing evidence we, we can say yeah so it's also like super interesting because when we think about this theoretically as a scholar there could be like multiple explanations like why is it's the women not the men why don't yeah. everybody just pitch in so the first possibility is like time availability right so maybe like on average women have more time than men but this probably won't be true but we need more study about that the second possibility is maybe it's about the relative bargaining power within the household maybe men are just like making more money so they they have a relatively higher status within the household than women but yep. the third possibility is you know if men and women they have relatively the same social status and you know if women and men have a comparable amount of time available it's very likely maybe still the women who are doing the housework yeah i don't know about your houses but it's amazing how many dishes we now use because we have so many people using the dishes all day long i completely agree there is also the increased amount of housework that needs to be done there also early on in the pandemic when at least i'm in new york and so we would go food shopping but you could only have one person go. And so whose job was that going to be? So that was my job. I always did the food shopping and no one could do it with me. You know, like it, it'll be interesting to see March, April versus May, June for, you know, of course, as these, as these things go on, that there are these moments when, when the window opens and jobs are up for grabs too. And then the window closes and you're stuck holding the job. <laughs> <laughs> I always think of it when a new baby comes into a family. One of the benefits of having paternity and maternity leave is that if the one partner goes off into the work world, the other partner is left learning all these new skills. And then somehow those skills stick with you for 10 years until you wake up one day and think, wait, why am I doing all this? Or, or, that may just be my personal I'm story, and I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's quite representative. <laughs> I think that's a really good point as well, right? Because back when all this started, I don't think anyone expected it to go on right. as long as it. And, you know, in other comparable countries in Europe and Asia, it hasn't gone on for as long. Uh, lockdowns have ended much more quickly. Schools have reopened and that kind of thing. So I think, yeah. you know, as you're saying, back in April and May, everyone was just triaging. So if women had been doing a little bit more housework before the pandemic, maybe they thought it was just easiest that they would do it. But now we're like five months on or whatever, and schools aren't reopening for the most part in the fall. And people are having to continue working from home while juggling childcare. And what could have been, you know, uh, a, a pretty... Uh, difficult but brief thing is something that could really affect women's careers long term that people are looking at losing you know, six months or a year of productivity or, and that kind of thing and that could be really harmful 
And there's a little bit of preliminary research coming out suggesting that that's the case as well. So um, there's a paper by Caitlin Collins and some other folks that I think has just been published at Gender Working Organizations, which showed that mothers, much more than fathers, cut back their work hours at the beginning mm-hmm. of the pandemic. And there's also evidence. So it's quite hard to measure people's productivity in general. But yeah. um, one proxy that people have been using is academics finishing research papers. And, you know, this is a, a crucial metric for whether you get promoted and whether you get tenure in, acad- in, in academia. And since the beginning of the pandemic, mothers or, or women rather have been submitting far fewer academic papers to journals than men have, yeah. which I think is a really worrying sign. That the male pipeline has continued to flow at a rate that's stronger than the female pipeline for papers. Exactly. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of like remind me about one interesting story. Uh, we were just talking about it. So we have in academia, we have the paternity leave and maternity leave. And then during the maternity leave, basically female professors, we, we cannot produce papers anymore. So we basically use the time to take care of children. Mm-hmm. But we realize that our uh, a lot of the male professors they actually use their potentially to produce more papers, <laughs> like, a, like a sabbatical. You yeah, know? Like sabbatical. <laughs> that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to make faces that people can't see right now. <laughs> well, so then it makes me worry about. I just experienced it for myself of having a break and only then realizing how stressed. I was like it had become the normal just to hold all this stress. And so you guys, that's part of the the paper too, right? Is what you're seeing in these moms. Yes, we actually have like this emotion matters before the pandemic and during the pandemic. So let me talk a little bit about our findings before the pandemic first. Uh, So basically before the pandemic, we find like across the diary day, fathers who telecommute are less tired than fathers in the workplace. But the same is not the case for mothers. So mothers are more tired <laughs> and more stressed than mothers in the workplace. <laughs> yeah. So in the, in the short world, so basically fathers before the pandemic, they tend to enjoy working at home a little bit better compared to mothers. But when we look at the gender gap, we didn't say statistically significant gender gaps uh, before the pandemic. But during the pandemic, we, we say that among fathers and mothers working at home, mothers are much, much more stressed than fathers. So we mm-hmm. have four matters here. We find mothers are more anxious, more lonely, they're more depressed, and they're more hopeless than fathers. Wow. Yeah. And another interesting thing is like we also look at men and women who lost their jobs during the pandemic. An interesting finding here is we find like unemployed fathers a little bit more hopeless compared to unemployed mothers. So that's the only finding that we find like fathers are more stressed across all these analysis. And which is not saying that dads aren't anxious and depressed as someone who lives with one, but that the women are reporting higher elevated rates of this. You know, that we're not giving the men a clean slate on carrying all this anxiety and fear as well. But that's, yeah. Is it bad to say it stands to reason, you know, that if (laughs) it's a a non-academic in this conversation, that if you're holding all of this, like, I've got to keep my family together because you're worried about the kids in front of their computers all day and you're worried about the bills and you're worried about, you know, you're standing at work because you're no longer in the office. And that seems to add up to exactly what you're seeing. That to me. Yeah, 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 definitely. 
I mean, I think particularly because, you know, we find that it's the mums, not the dads, who are doing a lot more of the multitasking, trying to juggle work, yeah. you know, work and childcare at the same time. And that we know from, from prior research is really stressful. You know, it's, it's probably bad for, for productivity, but it's also just like makes people miserable trying to do multiple things at once. And so that might be why we're, we're seeing these big gender gaps in well-being. And so Raquel always turns to me to be optimistic about things. <laughs> Were there optimistic things that you found in this, do you think, that you look at? I think the child care patterns are definitely promising. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll give you that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think it's worth emphasizing just how totally unprecedented this time is, right? Yeah. Because there are, I mean, there are... Prior to the pandemic, in normal times, there are real questions to be asked about whether working from home is good or bad for gender inequality. And mm-hmm. it, it's particularly tricky in the United States, where in general, there's not a huge amount of support for working families. So it's often the, the best of a series of bad options. But even that being the case, there are real, right? Like it lets you work right. flexibly. You don't have to commute, commute. And there are advantages for, for companies as well, right? They get to hire people from all over. Uh, you mm-hmm. don't necessarily have to live in a super expensive city, um, those kinds of things. But, you know, so many of those advantages disappear in a situation in which um, you're also having to do a huge amount of extra childcare. So, I mean, I guess for me, the most optimistic thing that I can take really is that, you know, this situation isn't going to last forever. And we would expect that. I think it's highly probable that after the pandemic, Lots of people will go back to the workplace, but I think that it, that like more people will telecommute, more people will work from home mm-hmm. than was the case before, because so many companies have seen that you know it's not perfect, but that it can work. And I think that there, there's a real opportunity then, if we do it right, to create a kind of a work situation that's more favorable to working mothers and parents generally than was the case before. I love it. And I think that is a very optimistic note because I am very pro uh, flexible work. And I think I agree that there are great benefits and that everything we're learning right now, we just say a little asterisk, you know, during a pandemic, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, well, thank you for joining me on The Breadwinners today. Our guests today were Emma Zhang and Thomas Littleton of Yale University. You will find links to everything we talked about, their paper, coverage of it in the episode description, wherever you listen to podcasts. Visit us anytime at thebreadwinnerspodcast.com to ask a question, share your story, or offer some feedback. How are you making it work? We'd love to know. And please remember to subscribe to our podcast and to rate and review it. Let us know what you think about the breadwinners. Help us tell the stories that mean the most to you. And until next week, keep hustling. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.